Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Touchdown at 10 on a Monday morning. And, of course, you know what that means. It means a conversation with our friend Jay Gruden. Jay, Pete, and Chris, as always, appreciate your time. And as coaches and organizations, the ones that don't make the playoffs, what are those 12 to 24 hours like at the end of a season where we've already seen Lovey Smith fired, we've seen Cleveland dismiss its defensive coordinator. It certainly seems like a short amount of time and potentially, you know, quick, rash decisions uh, that get made by some organizations. Kind of take us inside what that's like uh, as a coach in those 12 to 24 hours after the season is over. Yeah, first you got to make sure your owner's going to be there, and I don't know what's the case there in Washington, but uh, that's the first thing you do. You got to meet with your owner, and make sure that uh, you know you're on the same page as far as the direction of the football team, especially with your staff. You know, if you're going to make changes, offense or defense side of the ball, or personnel wise, or head coach wise, whatever you're going to do, you got to figure that out first, and then you got to make your adjustments and let the coaches know uh, that they're secure. Uh, they have families to take care of. You know, it's a very difficult decision for everybody involved, but uh, they have to be made and have to be made quite swiftly, in my opinion, because you have to make your changes known so you can get the people in here you want to interview. Right. Um, Jay, it, you know, this is going to be, I, I guess, and maybe an unfair question, um, but, you know, there's a lot of rumors and speculation that Scott Turner is not going to return next year as offense coordinator. And, uh, maybe some of that is completely justified, what have you. Um, do do How would you evaluate what you've been able to see Scott Turner marrying play action, run concepts, organizing an offense year three, knowing that obviously they've had a lot of instability at quarterback, all of that stuff. And if you were Ron, assuming that he's making the decision, would you – try and move on or would you have hesitancy to say well wait a second we as coaches can only control so much yeah i think i'd have had hesitancy for sure i think uh having the same system is going to be important especially if you're going to try to go with Hal or i don't know who you're going to go with if you're going to make a change wholesale change at quarterback then maybe you want to bring a quarterback coach or coordinator in here that is familiar with that quarterback that premier quarterback that you're going to try to get whoever that might be uh, but if you're going to try to stick with Howell and, and maybe draft a guy, then I think it'd be a, a little premature to change coordinators because you don't want a whole new system for these young guys. You want to have some stability uh, with the play calling, with the terminology. It makes it a lot easier for everybody involved. Jay, just an initial blush yesterday, 
you know, Sam getting a shot is the guy that doesn't get a ton of reps, obviously, uh, with uh, Washington's players during the course of the season. Just initial thought on what you saw yesterday. I was impressed by Sam. I mean, he made some tight window throws. Uh, he stood in the pocket like a champ, and then he escaped when he had to. He's a lot better athlete than people give him credit for. I don't know if they give him bad credit or not, but he, he's a good athlete. He, he got some first downs with his legs, avoided pressure. Uh, he had some errant throws here and there. The interception wasn't, wasn't very good, but uh, you don't expect a young quarterback in his first start to be perfect. But I think there was enough good there to be excited about his future as a quarterback. Uh, agreed. Um, how would you handle that? Ron was asked, of course, after the game immediately, is he the number one guy? Which, of course, he's not going to answer that, and nor nor should he, because there's no way you can tell after one game in one year that for sure he should be the number one guy when you're a fifth-round pick for whatever reason. But how would you handle that in your mind, Jay? Would you approach the offseason as, okay, I know he's going to be here next year, maybe he can be the starter, or would you be able to say in your mind, I think we have the starter, even if it's just after one game in one year? Yeah, it's hard for me to say because I'm not out there at practice every day seeing how he throws and how he handles uh, himself at practice and in meetings. You know what I mean? There's a lot that has to go uh, uh, with how he throws the ball in practice. Is he accurate enough? Does he have anticipation? Uh, if he shows signs of being accurate and having that anticipation, then coming out on game day against the Dallas Cowboys who played all their starters and playing like he did in this first game, then, yeah, I think there's uh, there's there's – reason for optimism there uh, but you're right after one game it's hard to judge a guy but I think you have a guy in place that can't compete for the starting job next year with the whole offseason program and training camp and then you might want to bring another guy in either uh, keep uh, Heineke or go out and draft a guy. Jay we had some some guys playing around the league yesterday the fact that Hal actually got to do it against Dallas's starters is there a little bit more value in that evaluation just because it was against their regular players? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a big game for Dallas. I know that uh, the assumption was Philadelphia was going to win, and it probably didn't mean a whole lot, or San Francisco is also going to win. Uh, but they still had to go out and play the game. And you saw Detroit upset uh, Green Bay, so upsets do happen. And it was a big game for Dallas. They want to hit the playoffs running on a high note and play well on defense, play well on offense, going with a nice frame of mind, and they didn't get it done. They got outplayed on every phase of the football game yesterday, including the quarterback for the Washington football team clearly outplayed Dak Prescott, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Dak, speaking of him, I mentioned this to Pete earlier. Uh, since Thanksgiving Day, Jay, now a total of seven games. 11 interceptions, and he could have had a 12th yesterday if Kendall Fuller didn't slip So uh, right before the pick six. I, I mean, I, of course, you clearly have to be concerned if you're Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and Jerry Jones and and so on. But you, you, you also know how this league works, right, Jay? Every, like, they're going to get their teeth kicked in all week. Oh, you know, Tom Brady on the road against Tampa, blah, blah, blah. And they'll probably rise up from the ashes and play their best game. Yeah, that could happen for sure, but they have to do a lot better without a doubt. Their receiving core has got to run. I mean, they, I, I just am concerned about their receiving core and their mm. speed other than C.D. Lamb. I don't know if Noah Brown can really run. I don't think Gallup's running very well. Obviously, tight end Schultz doesn't run very good, and they're trying these down-the-field passes, and, and teams are just gloving them down the field. Dak doesn't have a lot of places to go. So uh, they have to rely on the running game. They have to get the running game back going. I think Washington did an outstanding job of, of stopping the running game to minimum two, three yards, one yard, loss of yards. Uh, and that's the key for Dallas to have success is getting uh, Pollard and uh, Zeke going. Jay, when you talk about, uh, you know, again, we, we've talked about the quality of the skill people here 
uh, in Washington. In, in your mind, would the number one area to shore up here, uh, especially if you're leaning going either Hal or Heineke, if you bring Heineke back and you let him compete with Hal for the job next year, solidifying that offensive line? Because to me, those skill guys merit you uh, getting that offensive line to the highest quality you can because, Jay, those guys are game breakers. There's multiple game breakers in that group if they can get the offensive line to a certain quality in my mind. Am I wrong? Yeah, I agree. And I think what I mentioned about Dallas' receivers, Washington has. Washington has speed at a couple different spots. Mm-hmm. And they can hit you on the inside uh, with the option route. They can hit you with a speed on the outside. You saw Terry run by a guy. You see Sammy run by a guy. You see Doxon run by people. I mean, they, they can do it a lot of different ways. So, yes, I think internal offensive line, you can probably address some free agency, hopefully, and then maybe get some late-round picks. But, uh, yeah, for sure, offensive line would be a, a number one need other than the obvious, which is a marquee quarterback. Yeah, uh, I mean, and obviously there's there's other needs as well, uh, linebacker, cornerback, so on and so forth. I mean, we'll have plenty of time uh, to talk about this. I'm curious from your perspective, you mentioned you know getting on the same page as the owner and, and, and whatnot. If you were Ron Rivera today and knowing the landscape that is very murky at this point, right, uh, not only with his own tenure, but just, again, the upcoming, we think, sale, but we don't know. Like, would you aggressively seek out Dan after the year or would Dan, how did that work? Would Bruce set it up? Would Dan come to you? How did that work when you were here for, or you're here for five and a half years, you're the only coach to get a, an extension midterm. Uh, how, how did all that end of the season stuff work for you? Yeah, typically I'd, you know, get a call and then I'd have to go to the owner's house and, and myself and if there was a GM available, uh, we and, and the president, Bruce, we would all go there and meet and, and discuss the future. And that's, uh, that's pretty standard, I think, amongst all NFL teams is you're going to meet with the owner and the GM and, and the president and you're going to discuss what you're going to do. Uh, both sides of the ball moving forward. Jay, did he at least uh, serve good food and cocktails? Or, or, or... I will tell you this about Dan. Uh, uh, the positive thing that I can say about Dan, he's always going to have good food. Ah, boy. See, you know what he did yesterday, Jay? First of all, he didn't show up to the game. Okay, so I thought he was hanging out in Jerry's suite, but he didn't show up to the game according to sources. Okay, but what you know what he did as a, a potentially a lasting gift for the media. For the first time ever, I think in my 14 years on the beat or whatever I do, he had a carving station in the press wow. box, Jay. <laughs> a carving did you, station. Did you watch the game or did you stay at the carving station? <laughs> I mean, I, I, Jay, I visited the carving station once and the game was out of hand. Now, I did also, you know what he also had? Think about this. Think about how upscale this was. Lobster mac and cheese. Oh, oh my goodness. Good I for mean, him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if Dan was going out, baby, he was going out in style. Yeah, he wants to get some positive press for one. Exactly. Once. Well, I'm giving it to him. Dandy Dan taking good care of his voice. Jay Gruden joining us here in Touchdown at 10. Uh, look, Jay, when you look at teams going into the playoffs and clearly – you know, watching the bottom seeds and things is one thing, but let, let's talk about the elite people going into the playoffs here. Uh, both sides. Uh, the AFC elite seem to be going into the playoffs a little more cleanly than the NFC elite, uh, in my mind, with the exception of maybe San Francisco. Brock Purdy looks pretty sturdy uh, right now at quarterback. Their defense is playing uh, excellent football. Uh, right now, AFC a little deeper in your mind uh, going into this playoff run? 
I just think the top three are the top three. I think Cincinnati, Kansas City, Buffalo are, are, are the teams, really. And then Jacksonville's playing extremely well at the right time, obviously, and they play uh, the Chargers. Uh, the winner of that game can create a little bit of noise, but I still think those top three teams are very, very good, and uh, you're going to have trouble beating them um, anytime. And in the NFC, I, I feel really good about Philadelphia. I still think they're the clear team to beat in the NFC. Um we haven't had you on since the DeMar Hamlin situation happened. Uh, and that, I mean, obviously everybody f- feels awful about that, but buoyed by um, the remarkable progress he's making. But that did cause a lot of consternation in the NFL. I mean, we might have a neutral field uh, home uh, AFC championship game, Baltimore and Cincinnati. They almost had to do a coin flip for uh, for um, uh, home field advantage, if that scenario had worked out, what did you make of how the NFL kind of handled things? Granted, in a tough spot, and I know Zach Taylor and the Bengals were really upset about you know the potential possibilities here. Or do you just look at it and say, "Look, I mean, what happened was an awful and unique situation." Yeah, this is something that you can't prepare for, and somebody has to make decisions and make critical decisions that affect people. It could be negatively or positively, but the most important thing was uh, to adjust in an appropriate way, and and not everybody's ever going to be happy with decisions, but they had to be made for uh, obvious reasons, and I think the NFL did a pretty good job in that regard. Jay, you obviously, you know, you've coached in this game for a long time. You know what this game means, not only to you all as coaches, but certainly to the athletes that play this game. They know that literally their career hinges possibly on the next play. But the fact that any surprise at all that, that guys are, are ready to strap it up uh, yesterday uh, and go back out, it, there, there may have been a few guys out there that are a little hesitant, but they never show it. But, th- th- it, I mean, this is literally a, such a humbling game that the next play could be your last almost every time you go out there. Well, we understand that. It's a risky take when you strap it up. But uh, this is a passion for all those players involved and coaches involved. You understand how much time, how much work it takes to become a pro athlete or a pro football coach. And and you have to relish every chance you have on that football field. That's why when people, I laugh when people say, ah, this game doesn't matter. You're not going to get great effort. Uh, You saw a lot of teams play yesterday with great effort, even though they had no playoff implications whatsoever. These guys love to play. They're passionate about the game, and you're going to get their best effort every time they strap it up. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I mean, I understand that you and I differ on this. You're a coach; you know more about it uh, than I ever will. But I, I drive me crazy that Houston goes and wins that game yesterday and causes them, you know, to drop from number one num- to number two. People don't think maybe that's a huge deal, but that is a huge deal. Uh, you know, in terms of now they don't get to pick the quarterback that they want. You know, <laughs> like I mean, that's a huge thing, right? Am I wrong? It is a huge thing. Uh, but, again, you know, Levy Smith, you know, it was a long year for those guys. No, the wins are hard to come by. And it's, I know. You know, it, it's just tough. But the, you can't ask your team to tank. You can't just pull out your best players and, hey, we're going to try to lose because we want the number one pick. Guys on the field, they want to win that game. They're going to play hard and, and try to get that win, and they did. Maybe not tank, Jay, but, you know, like massage it a little, softball it a yeah, little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That might change next year for Caleb Williams out at USC if the same situation arises. <laughs> right. I think that might happen. <laughs> Jay, for the uh, an organization like Miami right now, uh, trying to, as we, we talk about, you know, health and safety of players, uh, Tua with the multiple concussions, and you know, yesterday. Look, I mean, loved Skylar Thompson in college, but play, being a college quarterback and a pro quarterback are two completely uh, different things. 
They go to Buffalo to play the Bills. You know, do you do you try and rush Tua back through this thing, or do you just kind of punt and give Tua the necessary time? If this is indeed your franchise quarterback and, and how Mike McDaniel wants to operate going forward and the organization does, uh, don't you have to look out for the player in this situation? I mean, three concussions in a short amount of time uh, would be a, a huge concern for me, especially a guy that plays that particular position in the contact uh, that that position suffers all the time. Yeah, exactly right. And I think obviously the players uh, is the most important thing, but you also have to rely on the doctors and, and the player individually. Uh, if he passes all his necessary concussion protocol requirements and the player says he's good to go and he's got he wants to go, then I think you allow him to play. Um, but if there's any doubt, if he's having any symptoms whatsoever, then there's not a chance that he will play. But uh, you got to just rely heavily on the doctor and the player in this regard. Jay Gruden, former Redskins head coach with us, as he is each and every Monday for Touchdown at 10. Um, you served as a consultant for Sean McVay and the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams this year. Obviously, they didn't have a, a good year. There's been lots of speculation about Sean and, you know, maybe stepping aside, recharging the batteries, uh, all that stuff. Uh do you have any sense in, in in terms of what you think Sean is going to do? Uh, and, and also, um, you know, I, I guess just, you know, you've been out of uh, being a head coach. Well, let me see for two and a half years now, three years, whatever uh, you, you served as the coordinator in Jacksonville the year after you were let go here. Uh, but now you haven't been, I guess, every day in in the in a building for a year and a half or whatever it is how much does it take your body your mind your heart your emotion to recharge the battery and to get that hunger again to work 100 hours a week it's tough especially when you realize there is life outside of football and you're not sitting in a dungeon for 15 hours a day in the dark watching tape all day and, yeah. and uh, you know it, it's it's tough um and i think some coaches need to take a step away and understand that you only live once in life, and you want to be happy with what you're doing. If you love coaching, then coach. If you want to try to be a broadcaster, then be a broadcaster. You know, he's going to make good enough money, whichever he decides. He's going to be a great broadcaster, great coach, obviously. Um, his decision will be based on what he wants personally, and uh, I can't even comment what he wants to do. I know he loves coaching, uh, but he also loves to live life a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Sean's, Sean's deal in terms of its timing, it kind of reminds me a lot of Dick Vermeil. Uh, when, when, you know, Dick was burned out there in Philadelphia after what, I mean, con- seemed like a short amount of time after he made the move from UCLA uh, to, to Philadelphia, because we look at Sean and go, well, he's a young guy. I mean, he should, you know, how can he be burned out already? But as you mentioned, the hours and, you know, the, the tension of every of every move you make, uh, especially, you know, this year being a defending Super Bowl champion all and all of the chaos that they went through with the injuries and Matthew Stafford's uh, situation. Uh, you, you can you can almost understand that. I mean, obviously you lived it. And uh, just because he's a younger guy, uh, you know, it, that doesn't necessarily mean you're immune to all this. Right, Jay? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, I kind of felt a little bit of that going into my sixth season, the, you know, the five games before I got fired going into that season, you know, we had a lot of turmoil as far as we're not going to uh, give our coaches uh, an extension. There's a lot of tension in the building, mm-hmm. a lot of stress involved. And it's like, man, is this really worth it? You know, I'm putting all this time and working my tail off to try to get this team right. You got all the injuries taking place. Your lineman, Trent Williams, I show up. You don't have a quarterback. It's just uh it's a nightmare, and it can be a total grind. I mean, you're very fortunate. Don't get me wrong. I love being a head coach, but 
um, sometimes taking a step away for a year or so is a good thing for everybody involved. And specifically for you, Jay, as as we kind of wrap up this conversation today, I mean, you know, how do you kind of approach this? Do you start looking at, okay, this might be a job that I might be interested in? Do you start aggressively going out and contacting friends of yours, networking? How does that work? You let your agent handle that? Uh, or do you just sit back and hope that the phone rings? How do you kind of handle that? I'll see if the phone rings or not, but I don't think it will. I think teams are going a lot younger. They want these younger coaches, uh, which, you know, you've seen these young coaches do a great job, and Sean and, and LaFleur and Kyle and, and uh, a kid at Miami and uh, Zach Taylor. So uh, it's going to be hard for old guys like myself to get a look. You know, I'd have to be probably a quarterback coach or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm enjoying my time. I like playing golf. I like uh, being a consultant. If I can get a consultant job, I'd do it, but if somebody called me about being a coordinator or something like that, I definitely would listen. Jay, you're not old, man. You're a spring chicken, bud. I don't know. Not in the football world. I'm pretty old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just keep doing radio with us. So we'll we'll make you happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. We love having you. Jay, appreciate you, pal. Appreciate you taking the time for us. uh, And uh, hopefully that phone rings in some capacity and something uh, makes sense to you. Uh, and you at least get back out there. If not, we'd certainly enjoy having you back here uh, on Monday mornings. Appreciate the time as always. All right. Thank you guys for having me. You Sounds good. Tell Jay to get his agent on the phone and they could, me and him can do games next year. How about that? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.